Have you got an old car gathering dust in your driveway? Want to make a difference? With America Can Cars for Kids, your unused vehicle, running or not, can help change a kid's life. Your donation directly supports kids, giving kids in need a chance at a better future. You'll receive a $50 gift card as a thank you. Give the gift of hope. Head over to carsforkids.org. Remember, it's cars with a C and donate today. That's carsforkids.org. This is your chance to make a difference. Right off the car, not the kid. Something new is hatching at Slumberkins this spring. Dragon brings an all-new interactive adventure in our first-ever Search and Find book with some new cuddly friends. They will sharpen kids' observation skills and promote patience while encouraging creativity and curiosity of the world. Learn more about Slumberkins cuddly creatures and books at slumberkins.com and use code BIGFEELINGS for 15% off your first order. That's slumberkins.com, code BIGFEELINGS. You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man. He's colossal. It's stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. It's the Single Storm Podcast. If you've listened to the Chris Salcedo shows or the Salcedo Storm podcast for any length of time, you know I have a saying about what the culture means to our society. The culture, in my opinion, informs our politics. And when our culture is sick, our politics are sick. And boy, we're illin' here in the United States of America. Are we not? Let me give an example of some of this. This is in the state of Colorado, uh, where I'm I'm sorry, these people are just full-blown nuts. It's not just in Colorado where they are. It's wherever you have the Democrats who have taken over. And the the level of propriety, the level of culture has definitely disintegrated in these left-wing bastions. This is a non-binary Colorado state rep. Her name is Stephanie, I think it's, Vigil, V-I-G-I-L. I think it's the G is not a hard G. Anyway, she doesn't believe in the nuclear family. And she doesn't believe in parents, that they should have full say over their children. And even though she calls herself non-binary, she is a she. I don't do this pronoun BS. I just do science and biology. So here's what she had to say. Now, in American society, we organize our social supports uh, by family, by so-called traditional nuclear family even. And this is actually a social construct. It's not as if the natural order of things for all of humanity has been, you know, one mommy and one daddy and just their biological children living in a detached house and only providing for those children. Yeah, see that only in successful societies. You see, yes, everybody else who's signed on a debauchery and failure and and utter disasters throughout human history. They've done something else. But when you look at a successful human society, Western civilization, stability, the rule of law, an ethical boundary, uh, a way of respecting human life, it is those who have oriented around the strength and the, the basis of the nuclear family 
that has led to success of humankind. So yes, for those who want a successful human existence, which excludes all of you left-wing Democrats out there, all you left-wing Marxists and socialists, yes, the, the nuclear family is not for you. For the rest of us who want a successful existence in this life, it's very much a part of who we are. I had a disagreement with a gentleman recently about education policy based around this issue, right, where he, he said that he really believes that um, competition between schools, like bus- like their businesses, is the best way to go. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll roll with that for a minute. If they're businesses, who's the customer here? And he said, well, it's the parents. Yeah. The parents are in charge of making sure the children get the best education possible. The parents are paying the bills, you nitwit. Yes, they're the ones who are paying the bills. So naturally, they are the customer. Of course, minor children are not the customer. They're not generating any of the revenue. They don't know their rear ends from a hole in the ground because they're children. That's why God gave them parents. I said, yeah, but... The kids are the ones getting the education, right? The parents already have one. Yeah, not, well, not if they're being taught by leftists like you. Usually when we're talking about a business and it's customers, the customer is the person receiving the goods and services. So this isn't adding up. And this is why I say that we have public schools for a reason, so that they'll function as a public good and not just as a private commodity. Children actually need more than just their parents. They need a whole village. If all of your support and opportunity only comes from family, then it's only going to be concentrated in families. And then that's who's going to have all of the power. Let's elect more poor people and level the playing field. Good grief. Good grief. So it's this communist agenda that's uh, gone against our children. You know, it takes a village uh, as a way to surrender parental rights so that uh, people with nefarious agendas can raise your children with different values than you have. If you happen to have a Judeo-Christian nuclear family centered uh, worldview and they're going to do they they want access to your children to undermine that so they can undermine this undermine the civilized society undermine western civilizations these very same people are the ones fighting to keep pornography that they call art or they call graphic novels in front of your kids so they can continue to groom and pervert your children the fight against that is what we focus on on this Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Is Bidenomics really screwing up your world? Let American Medical Plans relieve one burden, health insurance. American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays and no deductibles. You choose your doctors, you choose your hospitals. These plans have nothing to do with your income and are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If Obamacare has you paying out the nose, call American Medical Plans. Don't let these Marxists destroy one-sixth of the U.S. economy and your access to health care without a fight. You deserve better. They will customize a plan managed and chosen by you, not the government. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show 
every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. Do you support the sanctity of life? Our military, our veterans, our first responders? Well, so does Patriot Mobile. They have great discounts for all of those folks, plus you multi-line users out there. But that's not where Patriot Mobile stops. They continue their support by donating millions every single year to conservative causes that you and I care about. And if that isn't enough to get you to switch, how's about the fact that Patriot Mobile isn't limited to just one network? They have all three major carriers. That means they provide an industry-leading coverage guarantee. Need more reasons to switch? When you go to PatriotMobile.com Storm and you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support me. So you get great value, support the causes you love, and keep your liberty-loving Latino's voice independent, all for making the switch and putting your hard-earned money that you're already spending to work at battling the woke. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or go to PatriotMobile.com Storm. Use the promo code STORM. That gets you free activation. 972-PATRIOT at PatriotMobile.com STORM. Why get your news from people who don't share your values? Get news stories from Texas Scorecard. We provide real news for real Texans. Did you know you can watch Texas Scorecard on your TV? If you have a Roku or Apple TV device, download the free Texas Scorecard app. There you can find all the great Texas Scorecard video content, like daily headlines, the Luke Messias show, Heads Up, and Scorecard documentaries. Download the Texas Scorecard app for free on Roku or Apple TV. Folks want to bring on our guest, Bonnie Wallace. She was sued in April of 2022 for removing porn and other shameful content from the children's section at the uh, at, at a county library. And and now there have been some other developments I want to get caught up on. Bonnie, welcome to the South Salem yes. Storm podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so pronounce the name of the county because I don't think I've ever been there. Lano. Lano County. And what, what, part, Lano of te- County. what part of Texas is that? We are 45 minutes north of Fredericksburg, so we're smack in the middle of the Texas Hill Country. I know, ex- I know exactly where you are now. Okay, very good. So catch folks up on what happened in, in 2022 in the Lano County Library. So in 2022, I served on the Lano County Library Advisory Board, and there's 13 members. Several of us found some content that was sexually, we call it sexually explicit, pervasively vulgar. All of that qualifies to be removed. We took it out of the children's section and put it into the adult section. But that was not good enough for seven residents who sued us to have it immediately returned to the children's section. And so um, that that case is currently at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. We've already had expedited hearing for our... Um, they, they filed for an emergency injunction asking us to immediately put it back because, of course, you know it's an emergency if children don't have access to porn. Right, exactly, exactly. And, there, there are a lot of adults out there that want to make sure that kids are subjected to pornography, and if somebody's talking about restricting that, that's an emergency, you know. Exactly right. You you and me, we're, we think alike. Mm-hmm. So, so we lost in federal district court in Austin. Of course, we expected to, right. and that... The judge, Robert Pittman, required us to immediately, he gave us 24 hours to return it, all the 17 books. In fact, his, his, his ruling was that we had to return every book we had ever removed from the library. That wow. would be a little difficult. Wow. So very overly broad. Our attorney is Jonathan Mitchell. So you might know Jonathan. He argued last week before the Fifth Circuit, I mean, before the U.S. Supreme Court, 
for Donald Trump's Colorado case. So if you were listening to that, you heard Llano County attorney. He's not our attorney, but he's he's not our county attorney. Mm -hmm. But he is the attorney that is representing Llano County um, in our in the lawsuit. So we couldn't be in any better hands. He's he's quite remarkable. But, you know, I've been waiting for all of this when the the uh, Fifth Circuit agreed to hear our case, Jonathan Mitchell asked for expedited hearing, and they agreed, and they heard it on June 7th. So when they agreed to hear it expeditedly, uh, and they just agreed to hear it, they put a stay on the rest of the case. So nothing has moved. No, dep no more depositions, no more anything, no more discovery. Nothing can happen until the Fifth Circuit rules. And now, out of curiosity, so, Bonnie, those those you say these were parents, these these parents that wanted to put the pornography back. And I'm going to ask you for some examples of what this stuff is. But what was their reasoning for wanting to bring the sexually explicit material back into the children's sections uh, section of the Llano County Library? Well. There is discussion. They do not believe that it's pornography. They don't believe that the depictions, all of these um, books except for two, actually are very graphic. They have, they're called graphic novels, where they, that means that they have um, pictures, basically, mm -hmm. sketchings. Right. And so, um, do and you want well, the names of the books? Well, hold on. Let's just, let's, before we get to the names, Let's talk about what those sketchings depict, because I've seen the sketchings in these books, and they are explicit, sexually explicit, graphic, detailed uh, drawings of sexual relations being undertaken by minors, correct? Absolutely right, yes. And, and now, are some of these books, because I've heard a couple of these titles that actually had sexual relationships between minors and adults. Now, were those books in play in Llano County Library? Yes. However, they're not included in the 17 that we're being sued over. Understood. Because we did not know that those were in the library until after we had moved this first batch. And so we got, we got sued rel relatively quickly from when we started discovering the books. And since then, I have a list of 207 additional books that are not um, what we would call graphic novels. We have some more of those also. But we have just novels. Let's say they're just novels. They're just words. Right. In other words, not pictures. And a lot of those um, very, very vulgar. Uh, they talk about, they describe sex scenes, uh, anal sex, um, sex with more than one person, you know, group sex, um, right. rape, incest. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned. By the way, we're talking with Bonnie Wallace, folks. She is a, a, a crusader trying to strip the, the libraries that have access to our children of pornographic material because it's inappropriate to expose children to this kind of stuff. So I'm concerned with the stuff that breaks the law. What consenting adults do, frankly, is 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 their business but marketing sexually explicit uh whether it be heterosexual homosexual multiple sexual it's just grossly inappropriate to do that for underage children under the age of consent which would be which would be 18 what i'm curious to hear is these i'm assuming they're all left-wingers these left-wingers 
who say it's vitally important to have these books depicting an illegal act uh, of a of a minor child engaged in sexual relationship with an adult. That to me screams grooming. How do these leftists defend grooming? Well, they say the picture books, which we call graphic novels, but mm-hmm. for a person to understand what that means, because graphic has changed words. When I was a kid, if something was graphic, it meant it was very explicit. It was very, you know, it was described in great detail. But now the word graphic novel means that it has pictures, mm-hmm. um, not not photographs, but actual drawings of of different things. And they say that these are anatomy books because every, <laughs> I, I disagree. My daughter is in Texas A&M medical school right uh-huh. now. She's like, mom, these are not graphic novels. These are not, these are not anatomy. Well, get, let, let's, so, let's get some of the names of these titles out there. Uh, gender queer. Uh, everyone's heard of gender queer. Mm-hmm. That was the first one that I saw a picture of that started my hair on fire. That was the first picture I saw. Let's talk about it. It's perfectly normal. Flamer. Um, those are a few that that most libraries have. I've been to over a hundred cities in Texas and taught those uh, individuals in those cities how to look in their libraries, whether they be public libraries or school libraries. Uh, I give them a list so they know what to look for. They all find it. Not one library has gone you know, the way of we would think that libraries would go where they would have very good content. No, they all have very sexually explicit content in 129 communities I've been to, to teach them. And so um, little battles going on all over Texas. And by the way, every other town also has a battle, but most of them just don't know it yet. Yep. Animal Farm. Remember the days you used to... to, uh, Put Animal yes. Farm in our libraries, or Catcher in the Rye, or any of these uh, these these fine uh, novels for kids. But now it's uh, it's sexually explicit trash, which is what they're pushing. Yes. Now I yes. have had the public libraries aside. I don't believe taxpayer money ought to be used to market sexually explicit material to children. Again, in my opinion, it's grooming. It's grooming, especially in the case. When you have uh, uh, adult sexual relationships with children featured as part of this book, it it just screams grooming. I couldn't, I couldn't walk up to a child and present one of these books to them without being arrested. Why is it that the county library, or in some cases our government-run schools, are able to present this material and not be under criminal prosecution? Well, there's a couple of reasons, and the most important being that we have an obscenity exemption in our penal code. So in Section 43.24 of the penal code, there is, and there's a, quite a few exemptions, but one of them is for librarians and teachers. It's for government buildings. So if you're doing this in a government building, you would, you would be exempt. I tried to get the obscenity exemption closed last legislative session, and I we actually got 13 bills filed, four in the Senate, nine in the House. And guess what? None of them got a hearing. Huh. We could not get a hearing. Of course, in the House you expect that, but not even in the Senate. And the reason was because John Whitmire was the chairman 
of the Senate Judiciary, uh, the yeah, Senate Judi- Criminal Justice Committee, the Senate Criminal Justice Committee. He was the only Democrat chair in the Senate. Now, interestingly enough, in 1973, the obscenity exemption in Texas took effect. It went into law. And guess who the freshman republic uh, the freshman uh, representative in the house was that sponsored it John Whitmire how about so that so 50 years later he is chairing in the senate the criminal justice committee which we needed to get a hearing now he has since left because you as you know I'm sure he won a mayor of Houston Houston yes, yes. and he resigned and so my senator who is Pete Flores in in this part of Texas, um, he is now the chairman of the Criminal Justice Committee. I've already talked to him and said, Pete, Pete actually sponsored one of the bills that I had, but he couldn't get a hearing through John Whitmire. So we are confident that we will close that loophole. But it's not the only way because seven states have in America have never had an obscenity exemption. And Oklahoma is the closest to Texas. But guess what? They have all the same books in their library. You know, I featured a so, documentary uh, with American Groomer is what the documentary is called. And, and, I, and the, uh, uh, Elena Bar- Barbera was the, is the uh, film's creator, just a, a normal mom who saw the same stuff you saw. So she decided to create a documentary. She found out that in, I think it was 33 states or it might have been 39 33 or 30, uh, 33 or 39 states, it is legal for GovEd to show pornography to kids. And she, yes. she, this film, uh, my, I haven't watched it all the way through yet, but it's, it is, it'll make parents' jaws drop as to what government has done uh, to pervert our children. And shame on the Houston yes. mayor. For for not bringing up that uh, because you're right, it would have faced a roadblock in the House because I know several so-called Republicans in the House that are kind of into this kind of thing. But uh, I suspect they're into this kind of thing. So I agree. uh, uh, I they probably would have gone nowhere, but at least we could have put a lot of political pressure on them if the Senate had come through. And I think now that it's that no more Democrats are chairing uh, committees inside the Senate. There, there might be a, a way forward. Now, I want to, I want to get into, into, into Lano High School, and what's going on there because you've got a new fight on your hands. My understanding is, after you've challenged them, the high school is claiming, you correct me if I'm wrong, but they say it's going to take 22 years to ferret out all the the pornography geared toward children inside of the high school. That's a that's a lot of porn they've got in there. <laughs> Someone asked me, is that how slow Lano people read? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> no, it's because they don't want to confront the problem. I see. So as I've been sitting here for seven and a half months, eight months, waiting for the Fifth Circuit to rule, because once the Fifth Circuit rules, then our lawsuit, our actual lawsuit, will get back on target and we'll have a trial and we'll have all these other things. Um, many, including maybe Jonathan Mitchell, our attorney, Gene Hamilton from America First Legal, was in Lano not too long ago because I did a fundraiser for the county to raise money so we can keep fighting. Um, and Gene also said, people think that our lawsuit will go all the way up to the, to the Supreme Court because we need a new definition of the word pornography. Okay, This is part of the problem. 
um, what was it that was ruled at the Supreme Court? You'll know it when you see it. Well, yeah. guess what? I've seen it and I know it's pornography. <laughs> so yeah. um, as I've been waiting, I have wanted someone to come and partner with me, someone from Lano County. We're a small county, rural, very conservative, but also um, pretty closed. You know, I we moved here from McAllen, my husband and I, uh, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And so it's a, it's a, everybody knows each other. There's a lot of, you know, I'm first cousins and I'm second cousins and all that stuff, but no one wanted to take on the school because two weeks after I got sued in April, 2022, I looked in the school libraries to see what we had. And guess mm-hmm. what? We have all the same books all and the worse. Same stuff. Yep. We have worse because in the high school we have adult erotica. So why do we have adult erotica that has no set, no educational value? So it's called educationally unsuitable and it's pervasively vulgar and sexually explicit for adults. Why do we have that? So I started a few weeks ago um, discussing with the school board, sending them actual excerpts of the books, filing the reconsideration requests. And that's what they're that's what they're telling me that my list of 198 books, which, by the way, has already grown bigger and will continue to grow bigger because as fast as it can be pulled out or pulled out to be reviewed, there are new books hitting the shelves all the time. So how does this happen? You ask the American Library Association, which 92 percent of libraries belong to. They send out two lists. One is monthly and one is quarterly. And those books are called must have additions to your library. I see. They're award winners. They send them to 92% of the libraries in America. And what do the librarians do? Because the description says your library is not complete if you do not have this book. So what do librarians do? They click the button to order. And all of the award-winning books in the past 10 years, and I have documentation that I can send to you that shows this, all of the award-winning books are very sexual okay and so they're winning um you know the let's talk about it if you've ever seen that book mm-hmm. let's talk about it has a disclaimer on the publisher's page that reads the authors and publisher expressly disclaim responsibility for any adverse effects which may <laughs> result from the use of information contained in this book <laughs> that was the 12 year old book of the year in 2022 so it's kind so of why do we need a disclaimer? Yeah, it, right? it's kind of like, yes, uh, smoke these cigarettes with a disclaimer. They may cause cancer uh, exactly. and we're not liable. But but here, uh, have a look at our child porn and uh, we're not responsible for any negative consequences from it. This is um, it's sick and it's disgusting. Do me a favor. Would you name those organizations that are the clearinghouse, the pushers of smut again? Well, American Library Association is is the umbrella above it all. And so that book that I just mentioned, let's talk about it. It was published by um, Random House Children's Books. So right below that disclaimer, it says Random House Children's Books. Why in the world? But it's not only Random House. I mean, I've seen books very explicit from Macmillan Publishers. I mean, many of the publishing houses, they're under immense pressure to publish sexually explicit material and why because the librarians want it because the and so that's all that they're giving big awards to now are very 
very sexually explicit content. Wow. I mean, you cannot read a book that's won any award and it not have grooming. It can have incest. It can have rape. And by the way, the, the furthest book back, because I was, I have been just auditing libraries left and right. The, the worst book went back to 1996. So I found a book in 1996. It's called Push. And it was up until June of this last year, it was rated for 12-year-olds also. They call 12-year-olds young adults. Good So grief. when you hear the, yeah, when you hear, oh, this book is for young adults, it's a misnomer intentionally. You would think, what, 18, right? Or right. maybe 17 if you're, if you're blurring the lines a little bit. But not 12-year-olds. A 12-year-old, you're not even a, a teenager yet. How could you be a young adult? No kidding. Well, and so, again, I think that we're getting into the fantasies of a lot of these sicko left-wingers. Yep, and by the, by the way, uh, the National Library Association, where do they derive their funding? Well, from the U.S. government, of course. Huh. From <laughs> like our, everybody else. From our taxpayer dollars. So we're actually having money lifted from our pockets to have left-wing extremists and nut jobs market sexually explicit material to our children and and it's and we're paying for it that's just well sickening. and it's worse than that because several of the books that I have um, asked for reconsideration from Lano High School are one of them's called Tricks and it's written by Ellen Hopkins I believe and it is adult again it's for an adult so why do we have it in the high school but it glamorizes and trivializes heavy drug use it talks about of course marijuana right but that's pretty benign it goes into heroin crack cocaine meth they they tell the kid you know the the protagonist so the 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 heroine of the book she talks about heroin not to be mis confused with heroin you, you know drug. yes you know i hear that hunter biden loves that book too it's just, just a rumor oh but I, amen but, but i hear <laughs> that's probably i hear that started that, with. exactly that's probably what got him down the road to being the fine stellar human being that he is today bonnie bonnie wallace everybody she has uh, undertaken an advocacy to to get rid of this marketing of smut and porn and grooming toward our children's toward our children's futures in the public libraries and in GovEd. If folks want to help you out on your crusade, where can they go? Well, they can call me. They can email me. I don't know what you give out on your show, uh, but anybody can call me. People do all the time. They're like, we have a problem in our neighborhood or in our high school, middle school. There are even middle schools that have these books, by the way. Yeah. So, Are you on social media? I am not. I don't do any. It's because I really like sleeping, and I would stay up and argue all night with everybody on social media because I have a lot of fans. All right. Well, so how so? How can folks drop you an email at least? My email is Bonnie, my first name, B-O-N-N-I-E, and then R-G-V, which is was from Real Grand Valley, Bonnie, R-G-V at gmail.com. There you they go. They can call me. You know, reach out. I will. I will answer. I answer everybody's emails, even if they're rude and hateful. I still answer because God tells us to reach out to those people that need need to see Jesus. So I try to do that. Amen. Um, yeah, I can. I can help. All right, I, mean, I can get you started. Bonnie, the battle is is big. Bonnie R G V at Gmail, correct? 
Yes, sir. That's All right. exactly right. Bonnie Wallace, thanks for the visit. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a blessed day. That there does it for this Salcedo Storm podcast. Two websites I want you to visit, TexasScorecard.com and ChrisSalcedo.com, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O. When you go to ChrisSalcedo.com, you can track down all of our social media hookups. Keep in touch with us when we're not doing our myriad broadcasts on radio, television, and right here on the Salcedo Storm podcast. Till we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by government. It's measured by how much power is reserved for you and me, we the people. Stay vigilant out there, my friends. Got an old car you don't use anymore? Donate it to Cars for Kids. They auction off donated vehicles in any condition and use 100% of the proceeds to help kids in need graduate. Cars for Kids is the only charity-owned and operated car donation program where 100% of the net proceeds go directly to support kids. Donate today and you'll receive a $50 gift card at carsforkids.org. That's carsforkids.org. This is your chance to make a difference right off the car, not the kid.